morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Monday. For those that are joining here live, happy whatever day or week it is for you. Thanks so much for joining us another week. As we barrel our way through August, you can almost feel September right around the corner. Summer's not officially over, at least in the at least in North America, at least or the America. I don't know how it is in Canada. My Canadian family who's on here today will tell me, but in America at least. Summer goes until Labor Day. But you can feel it. You can feel it. We've been talking about change. Canada too. Yeah, Labor Day. Change. Change is hard. We've got to take it seriously. But also we have to realize that we have to give it the respect that it deserves. One of the great reasons why we don't change is because we don't give it the respect that it deserves. We see people that change and assume that they just woke up one morning and changed. This is a major, major flaw in our thinking. We collapse the time it takes for somebody else to be great at something. We're conditioned to think this way. We're conditioned to think that you go from mailroom to corner office with one like pump up song in a movie. We're conditioned to read about and learn and get tested on history from like 1892 the next till 190 to 1926 it's a lot of time but it's just two lines in our notes where we we forget we meet people when they've already put in 20 years of work quietly we don't even know that elon musk just popped that out of nowhere and can run you know, multiple companies. He didn't really work hard. We don't fully understand what it takes. We don't really know what Tom Brady is doing. Or we're not watching it in front of a huge crowd. So we disrespect change. We think it's just a question of a decision. We think it's just whether or not I'm going to decide to do something. Change is very hard. It's the hardest thing in the world. If you can master change, you can do anything. I don't mean like you can jump over a building, but you can be you. Because the difference between who you are and who you could be is just the ability to change. So what we're doing here is we're trying to stack the deck in our favor. We're trying to come up with a strategy together in which this year... As I go into the new year on the Jewish calendar, or I go into the fall on the secular calendar, and I want to change, and I want to get better, and I want to have more, and I want to have a better life, maybe I could structure my work, my effort, in a way that puts me in a position to succeed. Maybe I can leverage some of the things that I have so that, that I am more likely to be successful at my attempt to change. And what we've been talking about in the past week is the idea of focusing on that in which I am good to then push yourself to then be great. Because the things that you're good at, you've already bought into. And to be able to take something from a 75 and make it an 80 or a 90, believe it or not, is in some ways easier 
than to go from a zero to a 10. Because you're already in motion. You already have your beliefs lined up. You're already emotionally connected to it. People already expected of you. You're already, you have people relying on you sometimes in these areas. And where we ended off last week was this, we spoke about two different concepts. One was internal inspiration, that good deeds lead to good deeds. In Hebrew, the concept is called mitzvah, goreret mitzvah, mitzvah, goreret mitzvah. A good thing leads to a good thing. Just get in the habit of growth. Get in the habit of change. Just get in the habit of being positive, doing positive, because you're going to keep on rolling, and we all know it. But the reverse, the reverse is true. When you get lost in that spiral, the downward spiral, it just sends you downward. And one of the reasons why this is so critical is because internal inspiration taps into a psychological nutrient that we have called mastery. We want to feel like we're mastering something. We want to feel like we're growing in an area. And so when we change, when we grow, when we can see our own progress, it triggers this enjoyment that we have that is deeply rooted in our psyche, this desire to want to be better, to achieve mastery. We can sense that we're on the road. The external inspiration of, I wish I could be, is really a desire to become more in the area of mastery. It's not the achievement of mastery. It's the, it's the lack of mastery that inspires people to get going, but it ultimately fades out because that's not what we want. We don't want to want mastery. We want to feel mastery. We want that feeling of, I am on the road. I can sense that I am getting closer. That's why people play video games, which is a whole conversation. That's why people play, that's why people play games. That's why people play sports. The whole evolution, I believe, of games is just our way to create synthetic ways to offer us to feel mastery. Life is so complex and the rules are so not clear that it's hard to feel mastery over your life. So we create synthetics. We create games that allow us to get that sense of mastery. And that's why, I think we spoke about this last year, one of the great sort of new areas of science that has sort of taken the economic industri industrial world by storm is something called gamification. Gamification is like the merging of business and psychology. We love games because we love to feel like we're growing. We love to feel like we're mastering. And so now businesses say, wait a second, why go and play Candy Crush? Let me turn my business into a game. And then you could feel like you're growing and I can make money off it. It's brilliant. And you see it everywhere. That's why they, I don't know if you got this, like in my local ice cream store, they give you a punch card. At least they did. I don't think they do that anymore. 
and you every time you go, you clip. It's not for the free ice cream. It's because you feel motion. That's why in my Delta app, I constantly have bars moving in directions. I'm almost at silver and then gold and platinum. And I'm keep and, and the truth is like, but for like early boarding, you don't really get much until like you're diamond and you like, you know, you've flown like a million miles. It doesn't matter. Every time you land, it moves up a little bit. Every time you spend money on the Delta card, it moves up a little bit. It looks so nice. You're playing a game. So many things that you and I are a part of. They've gamified it because what they're doing is they're tapping into your psyche that says, I want to be good at things in life. And if I can spend money in your store and then feel like I am winning at some game that you created, but I have on my phone, okay, that's some game. I'm not thinking about it that much. It just feels good. I told you the story once when I was on Khan Academy. I don't know if I told you the story. I was on Khan Academy once. There was some complicated, I was in some deal like two, three years ago. And there's some complicated like um, finance structure they're talking about that I had no idea about. So I Googled it and I saw that Khan Academy had like a, a thing on it. So I went to Khan Academy and I watched this guy in you know, Khan Academy, they, they're drawing on the screen, explain some kind of thing about, you know, this finance structure. So I was done and I got like a star. Like, it's a cute thing. Like, you finish watching a video, I don't know if it's now, but Khan Academy, and they give you, like, a gold star. And, like, at first, I was like, thanks, Khan Academy, for the fake gold star on my screen. So I go to the next video, and I finish down, and I get another gold star. I think I did, like, three videos that day, and I think I got, I got like, I got, like, gold star, you're an amazing student. Like, and I found myself the next two days, and we're like, how am I doing on my gold stars? Like, it was like, just grabbing some Khan Academy things. And I was like, yeah, so wow. I think I had like 10 stars and 12 stars. And I'm like, what am I doing? This is ridiculous. It's not a real star. I don't have a gold in my pocket. They made it up. But I found myself like, I don't know, like maybe if I get 12 gold stars today, like I can like get to the next level of like, you know, student warrior or something. That would be amazing if I'm a student warrior by the end. By next week, I can be like a master. And then like in a month, I could be like the guru. Like, and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, this is, this is ridiculous. They do this for kids. Gamification, my friends, it's in our heads. The whole world is gamifying everything. You're always collecting points. So much so that I don't know, by the way, by you, but my kids every once in a while get stuck in some video game. They're playing on, on a, some screen. And thank God, there's something called parental controls. Because there are games where you can buy points. You can literally play a game like Subway Surf. Subway Surfer? You know what I'm talking about. Like one of these games where like to get the, the, the character. Like if you got like 250 million points, you can like play with the guy in his street clothes. Or he can wear like a special costume. The kids are playing all day to get the guy to wear the costume. But then there's an option. You can buy 250 million fake gold coins for only $100. Like, it's such a good deal. And the kid's like, what's wrong with you, daddy? Like, it's 250 million gold coins. I'm like, it's made up. It's not 250 anything. It's just words on a page. But they're hooked. It's the game. It's the way sounds crazy right but guess what we do it all the time we gamify everything we compete with everything 
compete in house sizes. We compete in colleges. We compete in where your office is placed on the floor. We compete by schools. They rank schools. I don't know how it is today. When I grew up, law school, we ranked law school. And depending on where you got in, as the ranks changed, there's no data that shows that it matters to your life. It's a game. It's just a game. Even today, we're living in a world where we're not even watching football anymore. We're watching fantasy football. It's not enough to watch the game. Now you get to make up your own team. And depending on how your player does, you get certain points. So even if you're watching a game, you're not really caring about the game because you drafted one player in that team on your team and he had a great game. And when he passes the ball to somebody else and they win because he's being selfless, you're upset because you need him to score because of your team. This world is surrounded by games because we are constantly being programmed to feel the taste of mastery. The more we feel it, the more we want it because it's addictive, because who we are. We are built to have these nutrients, these psychological needs. And when we feel like we're not good at something, that's the sure, you could be sure that when someone decides they're not good at something, that's it. The water's done. The tree can last, but there's no more water at the, at the base. It's just a matter of time before the leaves wither. But once you feel like you're moving, anything, even if it's fake, even if it's made up, your brain doesn't take you that far. Even if you're paying for it, just the feeling of mastery, just the feeling like I'm doing better, just the feeling like I'm in growth mode, just the feeling like I'm accomplishing something, even if that something is not actually real, it exists on a screen only. Just that feeling is enough for us because we feel this need to accomplish, to grow. That's why change is so hard because we go after the stuff that we're not good at. And we struggle so much just to move the needle an inch. And after failing and failing and failing at the thing that we are not set up to take on yet. As we are set up, and we feel that failure, the mastery that we desire, that we need, is, we, is eluded from us. And we determine that we can't do it. And then we drop it again. Once we realize that the game really, and I've seen this with some people before, very few, but there are those that I've seen them. And they start looking at their lives like a game. And they start looking at their lives like the greatest game they have. And they start playing games with themselves. But not for Delta points. Not for Subway Surfer points. Not even for Fantasy Football points. They start playing games with themselves for themselves. 
they start giving themselves rewards based on their ability to grow in their stuff. They track how they're doing with their own habits that they want to create. They build a goal that they're already in motion for and say, okay, I want to do this. If I do this every day, I'm counting. And if I get to the end of the count, I'm going to give myself this. And just counting the new habit and giving themselves even a token present over the course of a few days starts to change how they do the thing that is good for them. They're gamifying their own lives. I see people like this all the time. Not all the time. They're so busy playing the game of their life that they're not, they don't have time for every other game in this world. They don't have time to get lost. Now listen, as you as you guys know, football is like to me. Even so, there are people that don't have the time to get lost in the game of football or in the game of sports because they're just so busy in their own game, in their lives game. When they wake up in the morning, they have a sense of what they got to accomplish. And if they're doing it, they feel like they're moving through it. They're gaining ground. They're moving in the right direction. They know they're, they're good at something, but they're trying to push for a little bit more greatness. So they set that habit that they're going to do every single day. And they keep at it. And a couple of days in, as they track it and they record it, they feel this movement. They're gamifying their life. That's the secret. We already have this nutrient. We already have this thing called, called mastery. We got to align ourselves with that. If we want to change, we can't change. We can't go against everything that we believe in. We can't go against everything that we're made from. We're not going to change for going against our habits and our beliefs and the way our body works and the way our mind works. Yeah, it'll last for a day or two, but it's not going to last. God didn't create us to go against ourselves. He created us to elevate ourselves. Try this. Try it. I'm challenging you. And I'm challenging me. Start thinking about this. Tomorrow we're going to talk about how to make it more secure. Let's begin together. Identify something that you'd want to do. And see if you could gamify it. Make it small enough that you can do it. Set a date. Set an amount that you want. Like how many times? Set a number that's real. If it's 150, it's not real. And if it's three, it's not real. Give yourself a token or a real prize at the end. Take out a piece of paper and track it. Try it. At least 20 days. Every day. Check. Or one, two, three. Ken Winkler is part of a group that we've been doing this for a while. 
I have a group of guys. We have a group of guys that do this. We circle around. Everybody goes one, two, three. Try it. Try it. Let's gamify our lives. Let's tap into the power of games, of mastery, not so that we can spend more money or we can follow somebody else's game. Let's do it so that we can work on ourselves, so that we can achieve our goals, we can bring in our souls. Let's use our minds to unleash our souls. All right, everybody, have a great day. Tomorrow, hopefully, we're going to continue delving into how to make these things more secure with God's help. All right, have an amazing day. Thanks so much for being here with God's help. I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. 